Welcome to the Sikha this week, Project Lakota Sikhis. We begin this week a new Krach, Chelik Tezayan, Sikha Aleph of Parshas Bishalach on page 148. This Krach, of course, is uh, written in Yiddish. There's a special Geschmack in the language, Yiddish. The uh, original, the way the Rebbe said it, was in Yiddish, and there's a lot of expressions here in the Sikha, the way the Rebbe said it. And we begin with a Rashi Sikha which is a beautiful sikha going through a Rashi that many, many Mepharshim have spoken about, and the Rebbe has an original way of how to learn and understanding this Rashi. It's quite a long sikha, but there's a lot of Gishmaki and Yonim over here. When the Mitzrayim came to chase the Yidin after they left Mitzrayim, so the Pasik says they took 600 picked chariots, the animals used to draw these chariots, from those cattle, that the people that were fearful from the Abishter by the Makkah of Deber, that there was a plague that killed all the animals, so from where do they have animals? The ones that brought the animals indoors did not get affected by the plague, so those were the Yore Dvar Hashem. That's how they had animals. So from this, Rab Shimon said, The best amongst Goyim should be killed. And Similarly, the best amongst the snake, snakes, smashes brains. Here you see, so to speak, the best amongst the Mitzrayim, the Yorid Var Hashem. And nevertheless, they contributed to the animals needed to go and chase the Eden. So therefore, they deserve to be killed. So the question on this statement is well known. How could Teir say that you should kill even the best amongst Goyim? It's the opposite of justice and uh, normal decent behavior to go and kill every single guy. How could Teir say such a thing? Regarding this question, many answers were given. Some will be mentioned here later. Especially in debates that the Yidin, G'dayli Yisrael, were forced to have with the enemies of Yidin throughout generations. And this was one of the questions they asked them. What does this mean? That you write in your Torah, it says that you should kill the best amongst Goyim. In the times of the Rishenim, in the times of the Bali Teisvis, Rabbi Chiel. So there's the uh, debates that he had. And later generations as well, there were debates where this was discussed. So the Rebbe begins though with Rashi. So Rashi here says, same as it says in Mechilte, from where did these animals come from? Did it come from the Mitzrayim? By the Makav Deber, all the animals died. Did the Mitzrayim have? from what was left over from the Yidin, in Mitzrayim. When Yidin left Mitzrayim, they took all of their cattle with them. So, from those that it says, and the cattle didn't die, they had they provided the animals to chase the Yidin. 
kosher shav mitzrayim haroig toiv shav benachoshim ritzaitzes meicha. So Rashi pretty much says the same thing as it says in the Mechilta. There's one little distinction here where it doesn't say kosher shav begoyim. It says kosher shav mitzrayim. Rabbi points it out in the Ora 11, and we'll see in the continuation of the Sicha. Is lachayre in gantznit vashtandik. So it's totally not understood here. Chach pirish Rashi is gemeint on his davtsam onkumen afila godl be Yisrael. Rashi is written, and even the greatest amongst Yidin learns and needs Rashi to understand the psukim and chumish. Was the far as the psakdin binigei shnayim mikra vechatagam as yirei shemayim yikra targam vegam pirish Rashi. That the best is that you do shnayim mikra not only with the targum but also with Rashi. But is gebigeret feel mal. Many, many times it was said already. Pirish Rashi of Chumish is Pirish Rashi of Chumish. Sugepast umfashtandik oich faraben Chumish lemikra. It's written and it's fitting for even just a beginner, a ben Chumish that learns to learn it with Rashi on an anoifen to fashtein pshutei shal mikra lamitosay to understand the real pshat of the pasuk for a child that's learning this. Darfun et ankumen tsunach mufarshim and azayvaiter. So he reads Rashi, and Rashi gives you the full picture, everything you need to understand in the Pasik, without it being necessary looking at any other Mepharshim. Rashi gitam alas bepashtus bepirushay lechaser dava velayitur. Rashi in his pshat that he writes gives you everything clearly, nothing missing and nothing extra. Alasar right there in the pshat and the Pasik where it's necessary to explain. Other in the pirushay Rashi v'sar gelan frier. Or if Rashi doesn't say anything in this pasuk, it's because he clarified it already earlier on. If he said, if so, vibal does the ibn don mante tmiye is an ibn ufike. As he devects a choich by a ben chomish, the question we asked before: How could Taita say such a thing that you should kill every guy, even the best amongst goyim? Even a child has this question. Tavi brengt Rashi er up the ma'im of an abshim in kashaship mitzrayim haroig nit sugebendig thereby can shum be a v'tiritz of the tmiye. And Rashi doesn't add any additional clarification, explanation of what this means. Why do we say such an extreme thing? is The question is even stronger when we look at what the child learned in Chumash earlier. The child learned earlier. As when Avram Avinu is given a Mitzrayim, hot pare meitiv given to Avram, and Avram was a Mitzrayim. So before Avram leaves, pare gives him a bunch of money and possessions on him avekishik von dort and he sends him away from Mitzrayim mit the kavane to farhitnim on sorof and shlechts because he wanted to protect them he knew that in Mitzrayim they won't be protected he sent them away with money and cattle to go away to be protected so here we have a pare that was being good to Avram Avinu noch meder von hatagelarent even more than this the child learned before in Chumash v'shas Yaakov abanav zengikumin zich tzbazetzen in Mitzrayim. Yaakov and his children, so they came to settle in Mitzrayim. Hot pare alein mitzayn eigenim villain, pare on his own initiative, forgelegt zu bezetzen sich in meita v'oretz, suggested that they should settle in the best of Mitzrayim. Bees, as their bezetzen sich is given in an oifen with the Pasuk that sailed from Vayyachsuba and Vayyifru and Vayyirbumoy, they lived there and they were very fruitful and multiplied over there in that area, so Pari gave them the best, the best place in Mitzrayim to live. So Haint vi Shaykh Tzizogn as kosher should be Mitzrayim aray. That the best amongst Mitzrayim, a kosher amongst Mitzrayim should be killed. 
beschaßt mir gefind, als er seine Gewinner selbige Mitzriem, was haben sich bezeugen sieden, wie es darf zu sein. We see that they were Mitzriem, and right over here, Parai himself, in the case of Avram and in the case of Yaakov, so they, their relation with them was very appropriate. Mit Zegelet, Besholem, Beshalva, they lived in peace and tranquility. They only were good to Avram and Yaakov and so on. So how could we say such a thing? By Benchamish, by Benchamish, where the steel is ein noch scharfer, when we learn in Parshas Teitzei, where it comes to a tzivi, where it comes to a tzivi mefurish, when it comes to Parshas Kiseitzei, and there there's a clear mitzvah that says Lois is saiv mitzvi goyma. Do not abhor a mitzvi. As is an iser, so not a fill of mitzvahs is an mitzvi. There's an iser even just to be mitzvah to abhor a mitzvi. On avadin it's a haganim. Definitely not to kill a mitzvi. And over here, Rashi is telling us. Toiv shebe Mitzrim haroig. Even the best amongst Mitzrim has to be killed. Vaoid. Another detail here. Oib kosher shebe Mitzrim haroig. Vikem emekaimz and the hemshach hakosav dot. If even the kosher, the best amongst Mitzrim, could be killed, so how do we fulfill what it says there later in the pasuk? Doish lishi yovi lehem bekalashem. A third generation of Mitzrim can come and marry into the congregation of Yidden. Emes, as das was a kumtzich megai zayin, is a simen as er is a kosher shebe mitzrim. The fact that he's coming to be a ger means that he's a kosher amongst the mitzrim. Zok to chaber abshimen, as I feel a kosher shebe mitzrim haroig. Even a kosher amongst mitzrim should be killed. So how does this turn from such an extreme of kosher shebe mitzrim haroig to accepting him as a ger and then allowing him to marry into Klal Yisrael three generations later? Since that's a question that comes up later in Parshas Kiseitzei, Hotas Rashi Akaponim Gedarf Bavaranin in Parshas Teitzei. At least there in Parshas Kiseitzei, Rashi should answer this question. There's a contradiction from what he said before. He learned out from the pasuk of Achol Rechav Mitzrayim that Kosher should be Mitzrim Haroi. And suddenly here we see that we accept Gedim from the best of the Mitzrim and we allow them to marry into Klal Yisrael. So this is the basic question that the Rebbe is going to discuss here in the Sicha. Ainu from the Tirutzim v'smigifint in Asachs Farim. One of the answers that's given to this question in many svarim is, is as follows. In the Seifrim is the girseh, Two words, it adds two words. The best of Goyim at the time of war you kill. The fact that you're allowed or even have to kill, even best amongst Goyim, is in a time when there's a Muhammad with Yidin. Not in any other situation. When it's a time of peace. So we can say the same as far as what Rashi means. Rashi is referring only to the time when Mitzrim came to fight Yidin. The Yainish that was given to the Yared Var Hashem that provided the cattle to chase the Yidin is as far gekommen when the Mitzrim of Noch Giyakti Yidin Muhammad Zahalten Mitzay by Yamsuf. It all happens when they are providing the cattle to go and chase Yidin that were by the Yamsuf. So this is a Shas Muhammad. And only regarding such a time period in a war, you can't distinguish between who's your enemy and who is not. If you have an enemy fighting you, so there's no time in a battlefield to distinguish. And over here, you're obligated to kill anybody that's on the other side. That's what we're talking about. Men cannot but azoynit learnin in Pirish Rashi derech apshat. But in Rashi derech apshat, we can't say so. Vile, for a few reasons, two reasons here. 
Mikan hoy Rab Shimon oime kosheshe b'mitzrim haroig meint. Rab Shimon says, from here I learn out that the kosher amongst mitzrim should be killed. So that means as follows: Aleph, as fundanent lent ben op ifandishful. We learn out from here to other situations. So it's not limited to this situation of here when they were chasing the Yidden, engaging them in a battle. We learn it out to other places as well. Beis, another point is mikan. Where do we learn it out from? Before they came to the Yidden, before they actually reached the Yidden to fight them, just the very fact that these Yorid Var Hashem provided the Rechev to be able to chase them. The fact that they took it from these Yorid Var Hashem. as the Yorid Var Hashem from the Mitzrim, because they contributed their wagons to go and chase the Eden, therefore they're worthy of the punishment that happened by Kriyas Yamsov that they were killed. That's what the Pasuk here is saying. So we're not talking about the fact that they actually engaged Eden in battle, but just the fact that they contributed their wagons. Their Einish is not because of their Muhammad that they were fighting Eden. The very fact that they gave, they contributed their animals with this bad intention. Before, you come, before they actually reached the Yidden to fight them. Before they actually engaged Yidden in battle. So therefore, this is not necessarily a case of Shas Muhammad. And nevertheless, Rashi is saying that the Pshat and the Pasuk over here is Koshesha B'Mitzrim Haroik just for contributing the wagons to go and chase Yidin. Rabbi continues, Afilim Mezozogim, As Oich Dos, Vayikach, Tzlib Shpeta Mulchamahom, Verd Gemeint, Mit Beshas Mulchamah. Even if we'll argue and say that no, just the very fact that Vayikach, that they contributed their wagons for this purpose, to go and fight Yidin. So even though right then they're not yet reached, they didn't reach the Yidin to fight them, but it's still for the purpose of a Muhammad. So therefore this is considered to be a Shas Muhammad. So perhaps that's what Rashi means, that it's only Bishas Muhammad that you have to kill even the best amongst Mitzrayim. There's a very simple and basic reason why we can't say that Rashi means only Bishas Muhammad. As we said before, Rashi writes even for a child. On the Rebbe is Kanal Alt versus Neitik in Shutish or Mikra, Hot Rashi Geshriven, Poshut and Klar. Whatever is necessary to know, Rashi writes it clearly and simple. If that was Rashi's intention, that only Bishas Muhammad do you kill the best of Mitzrayim. So Rashi wouldn't hold back those two words from you. Rashi would write those two words clearly. He's relying on the child to go and find to see that there it says Rashi would definitely quote those two words. It's not just omitting two words. This is a, a major condition here for this very extreme statement that you could go and kill even the, the best amongst Mitzrayim. So how would Rashi omit those two words that are such an important point there? On my high timer, for this reason, 
ist euch schwer einzulernen, die andere Terutzen, was werden gebracht in Svarim. There are all kinds of Terutzen that are brought in Svarim, but in Rashi, it's very difficult to say that any of them would fit into his words because Rashi writes what he says concisely and clearly. And here the Rebbe brings three of the answers that was given over history, times in history in different uh, debates regarding this question. Ladugme. So the first answer. As the Pirish from Abshimen's Klal meint, the interpretation of what Abshimen was saying is completely different. Nit as the Koshesh Mitzrim is vert der Oynish von Araik. It doesn't mean that even the best amongst Mitzrim deserves to be killed. Nor, rather, the way you read this is as follows. Afila a Koshesh Mitzrim, even a Kosher amongst the Mitzrim is azav vazokt haraig is an individual that says kill. Kosher shebemitzriim kama haraig says that you should kill. What is this referring to? Vishas sahandeltzich vegen mishpat nachaita vasis fadechtikin etzicha. When you're judging someone, a sinner that is suspected of being a murderer, is oich der kosher shebemitzriim even the best amongst mitzriim great into famishpatin zum toit haraig will be ready to to judge him. And to give out a verdict that he has to, he has to be killed, relying just on estimation or circumstantial evidence, without having a proper research, proper interrogation, and trying to look some kind of a schus that maybe this person is not is not uh, should not liable should not be killed. That's the idea here. Even the kosher amongst Mitzrayim is not so careful when it comes to giving out such a kind of a ruling. The Teire tells a Yid that when you're judging another person for such a severe thing, so then you have to be careful to interrogate and to look for a schos. And there's a warning. And you must go and look for any zuchos, anything positive that could be said about this person. That's so a completely different meaning of what this means. Beis, another pshat that was given regarding this statement. It was said as an exaggeration. It doesn't mean it literally. As you would explain also the continuation of what Abshimah says, as it's fully quoted in Mesech Seifrim. So there it says, The best amongst women is a balas kshofim. She does kishif. To say that they are all balik shofim. So it can't be taken literally. It's just being said as an exaggeration. That you have to be careful in knowing and seeing who you're dealing with, even when it comes to Akshayrishabanoshim. So it's using this extreme expression to just make you aware of the fact to see who you're dealing with, even when it comes to Akshayrishabanoshim. And the same thing also by Goyim, it uses this extreme expression to just make you aware that you should be vigilant when you come to dealing with Mitzrayim, with Goyim. On all that said, by Kosher Shev Mitzrayim, Haraik, as das meint nit kipshutoi, namatak guzmidige starka ad goshe, vi weit mekenzachayv zei nit falozen. Just to let you know to what extent you can't rely on them. So it's using this very extreme expression. But it doesn't mean literally, Taita would never say that you should kill another person. 
yeah, let alone kosher shabimitzrim, the, the best amongst them. It's another pshat that Mefarshim give. A third pshat. And the tzayit von apshimen hab yidin gelitten asach tzadis exedis from Sayyidina Yisrael. He lived in a time period where the yidin really suffered with a lot of different decrees from the Romans in those times. That's who he was referring to. That even the best amongst them should be killed. He was living in a time period that even the best amongst Goyim showed an open hatred to Yidden. Similar to a snake, was his full gift that's full of venom. So he lived in a time where the anti-Semitism was so rampant and all the Xadis against Yidden. So that's why that's, that's a time period that he's referring to. He's not referring to Goyim in general. And not even all Mitzrim either. We find that emphasized that the Eibishter himself has mercy even on the Mitzrim. Don't abhor a Mitzri because you lived in his country. So therefore it can't be referring to all Goyim and even not the Mitzrim either. Therefore, it's only referring to that time period in history, in Abshimen's time, when the Yidin suffered from all of the Xadis in that time. So now, the Rebbe says, All these interpretations, anything similar, is very difficult to say that this is what Rashi means. Since it does not fit into the simple meaning of the words that Rashi says, Koshe Shabimitzriyim Haroik. Rashi should have to add something to clarify it to the Ben Chomish Lomikra that's reading this. As the Rebbe pointed out, Rashi says it concisely and clearly doesn't miss anything and doesn't add anything unnecessary. So it's not in the words of Rashi. says Rashi Rashi adds nothing. Nor is Maitik, nor the Gitzelte Verte from Rabshimin Vizestein in Mechilte. He quotes these words of Rabshimin as it is in the Mechilte. We must say, as their beer from them licked in Rab Shimon's vertigufa. The explanation for this is in Rab Shimon's words. As I as Rashi, I've garnered to give him to Fanfit and them Kasha. I fill in it to leave Abin Chomish Lemikra. It's clear, it's understood from Rashi's words alone, nothing has to be added. So from them, Alam, Kupman Tzu to the Greste, Tmiye in the Minion. From this, we come to the biggest question that there is on this subject. So, we'll answer what Rashi means, what Rashi must have meant, that even a Ben Chomish Lemikra could understand. Clearly. It's clear, it's understood, it's smooth, perfect, what Rashi means by Koshesh Abimitzrim Haroi. As the Rebbe will explain in the Sikha. So, Vat Koshesh Lidagisa. But now the question becomes in the reverse. Wie kommt es, als der Meshach Deiris, haben gedeili Israel sich gematet zu verändern in der Kasche und haben sich nicht begnügend mit Ort der Aufklärung, was Rashi hat, war er ben Chomisch. Why do they have to look for all kinds of original ways of explaining this Maimer Azal and with Deichkim and different original uh, interpretations if Rashi does have a simple pshat that even a Ben Chomish Lomikra can understand. We must say that Rashi wrote it in a way that even a Ben Chomish Lomikra could understand this. So then what is the reason why they struggled throughout the generations? 
Als da wird nicht gemeint zu verändern die Scheile von Abban Chomisch mit der Hezbollah Fiasagossen. I might say, the Pshat will say in Rashi, is for a child. For a child to understand on his level. But for an adult to understand with a mature mind what this concept means, it won't be adequate. No, we can't say that. We're going to say that the Hezbollah will give in Rashi doesn't have to be the real explanation because after all, it's only for Abban Chomisch Lemikro. When he'll become older, so then he'll have to look in other svarim to find out the pshat. God forbid to say that the pshat in Rashi, and he's teaching a child, and he's telling him something that's just childish, just to explain it to a child, but for an adult, it's not true. Now give this is da Rashi Eisen dem Tam Ubiira Miti. Definitely, in the words of Rashi itself, we can see the real and true explanation here. Belech is Azayfil Pashit, which is so clear and obvious, as Rashi, Darvkonet Meisiv Zayne from Lashna Mechilta, Filitzu dem Ben Chomish. And Rashi doesn't have to add anything to what it says in the language of the Mechilta, even for a child. Unle Edach, Hot Mezich Nitba, Nutz, mit Ot dem Bier, in the Yal of a Kuchen. And all the debates they did not use. What Rashi says, looking closely into what Rashi says, you see a simple pshat, and for some reason it wasn't used over all the generations in the debates. Why not? Now looking at Rashi itself, there are questions to be asked regarding the language of this Maimar Azal, the way Rashi quotes it. Aleph, the first question is, Pirish Rashi is nitken sefer to Paskin and Halachis. Rashi and Chumash is not a safer that passes the law. It's not some of the and the Pshat from the Ksuvim to explain Pshat in the Psukim. Taviz, what is Bechlane Geya in Pirish Aksuvim to Aropering in Mikan, Hoyer, Rabshim, and Oymacholo? Why is it necessary Bechlal to quote this entire thing that Rabshim said? Toiv Shebe Mitzimaroik. If to forever in the Kashia, Mehechon Hoya, Bemis Alolu. So just to answer the question from where they had the animals, is Dokinuk to Zogin. I says, and given Mahayore as Dvar Hashem. They got it from those people that were Yorit Var Hashem and they had the cattle and they provided it. Unitme, there's nothing else that's necessary to explain. Their punishment that they deserve is not Megea to the Pshat and the Posse. There is another question. Rashi. So in order to answer the question, but if you're going to say that the question still comes up, that how is it possible? The Yorid Var Hashem gave the animals. So similar to what Rashi said before, the animals can't come from the Mitzrayim. They weren't, there were none. Can't come from the Eden. There were none. And the Yorid Var Hashem, how would you say, the Yorid Var Hashem be the ones that gave the animals? If that's what Rashi has to answer, is a berachal tznitglatik. It's still not understood why Rashi has to say the whole statement here. Vas is negea the oisvir as vert dem oinish von haroik. That this individual, because he provided the animals, he's worthy of the punishment of Haraik. What question in the Pasik are we coming to answer? Rashi could just simply point out that it's because even Yorid Varashem is also an enemy of Eden, and also you see that he provided the animals. But to say Haraik, why is that necessary? Gimel, another question, the Hemshech Vesiyom Toiv Shibinachashim recites Esmoichai. The best amongst the snakes, you should smash his brain. It seems to have no connection to what it says in our Pasuk here at all. 
as Tevshe ben Achashim, Ritzaitzis Meichai. Why are we learning out from here that you smashed this, the snake's head? It says right in the beginning of Parshas Bereshis, that there'll be a hatred between you and the snake, and who, Yishuf Chareish, the human being, will smash the head of the snake. So that says clearly in the Torah, who Yishuf Chareish. So Mikan, we're learning it out from here, that you smash the head of the snake. Zion, the Rebbe continues, There are more questions to be asked over here if you look into the details and the words that Rashi says. Why does Rashi quote the name who said this, Rab Shimon? Rashi mentions the name only if it adds clarification for the chat that he's bringing. The best amongst the Mitzrayim should be killed. Rashi uses a unique expression. You should smash his brain. Why this unique expression? Gimel beim Loshen Ritzaitz Volt Rashi Lechayre Gedav Zogen Ritzaitz Es Reishay To smash its head, not its brain. The essence of Loshen Akosov Hu Yishufcha Reish Ritzatzta Roshay Levyasan So in the Torah it says Reish and it says Roshay Levyasan So you smash the head. Why the brain? Why is that the emphasis here? The last question here is, what is the diok mikan hayyab shemenay mechulo? That this idea we learn from this pasuk. What comes shaylutz? What comes shaylutz to sign as mekanes net uplearn and mimakemache? No dafke mikan. This is negating that it can't be learned from anywhere else. Only from here. Where else would you think that you could learn out this concept that you have to kill the best amongst goyim? That Rashi is telling you, no, you could only learn it out from here. Mikan. <coughs> Sorry. So, this completes all the Rebbe's questions on this Rashi. And the Rebbe here will come and explain us what exactly Rashi is saying. What's the focus of the Rashi? What question is he really answering in the Pasuk? So, there's a basic and general question that we have to ask on this Rashi and from something that we quoted before. You can make the argument that the pshat that it says in Mesech Seifrim, this girsa, that it's only Bishas Muhammad that you have to kill the best, best amongst Mitzrayim, is even in the pshat of the Pasik. So why wouldn't Rashi say this? The Mitzrayim are coming to chase and fight with the Yidin. And also the punishment they got. Is given and anayfum from Mulchama. The Abish is fighting with them. Be the Pasik Zak Hashem Yulachim Gaime, Hashem Nulchem Lahem. They came to fight with Yidin and the Abish to fought back. So this is a Mulchama taking place. Fashtay Toycha Ben Chamish, as when we feared a Mulchama Metasine, came in at Oistel and the Kshadim from the Mtsachik and Eged, Bishas and Mulchama Gufa. In the middle of the heat of a battle, you can't come and distinguish between who is your enemy and who is not your enemy amongst the ones that are chasing you. So therefore, it's very clear to understand why B'Sha'as Mulchame, even Toiv Sheba Mitzrim Harayk. So Ibazai, Izi, Adara, Beglater, from the Gears of Azrashi, Brank, from the Mechilta, Vashtayt Stam, Kosha Sheba Mitzrim Harayk. So isn't this a better Pshat that Rashi should have said that it's all talking about B'Sha'as Mulchame? 
And not stam that to kill the best of the Mitzrayim. Why does Rashi not quote this girsa that we have in the Mechilta? And he just says, without any qualification. Was Aleph, das meint zu jede Zeit, und bei alle Umständen, the way Rashi quotes it, it means in any time, in any situation. Was das ist the Gamri, the opposite of justice. That's the basic question we have here. Und Beis, das ist Madgish, as the Yore, as the Var Hashem, hat gekommt, Mise, beloiz, the Far, was er hat gegeben, seine Behemus zu parren. From what Rashi says, we see that what brings them the punishment of Misa is not the fact that they came and chased the Yidin and they came to fight the Yidin. It's just the fact that they provided from their cattle for the wagons. That itself is the reason that they're high of Misa. So why is Rashi choosing this Girsa? Why aren't we saying that the reason is the Mitzrim deserve to get punished and even the best amongst them deserves to get punished because they came and they chased the Yidin and they were fighting. It's a Muhammad and Bashas Muhammad. You can't discriminate between one and the other. Not in them, is das kein kashinisht. So here comes the fundamental point that really this is not a question. In derech apshatis verstandig, when you're learning the psukim, it's understood as the nes von kriis yamsov, und fartilikung von die noch jagende mitzriam, the nes of kriis yamsov, from the fact that the Ebeshter annihilated all of the mitzriam that were chasing the Yidden, is nit gekommen bloiz mach mazdem, was the Mitzrim of Nachgiyak the Yidden, um mit Zemel Chomegat. It wasn't just for this that they came and they were chasing the Yidden. Warum er steht frier im Pasik, the Pasik tells us earlier, as the Rebbe gesagt, Moishin, vichizakti esleif pare virodav goyme. Und er sagt im Pasik später, vayechazek Hashem esleif pare virodav. The Ebeshter strengthened the heart of Paroi to come and chase the Yidden. The fact that Paroi is chasing the Yidden after so many makis, it was only because Eibusha strengthened his heart. On Vibaltas Nachyogn, is gekommen der Fall, was der Eibusha hat gestärkt Paris Hearts. The Eibusha strengthened his heart. Kommt doch nicht, kein Einisch der Fall. So the fact that he's getting punished is not for this itself, for the act and for the war that he took upon now to go and fight the Eden. No, so why did he, the Mitzrim get punished? Nos is given a Hemshech von die alle Frie de Gemakis. What happens here when they finally drown in the Yamsov is all a conclusion of the previous Makis. Was the Rebishot gebracht of the Mitzrim to leave them, was they have the Yidin gepeinigt und mishab given bemeshach as they It's continuing the plagues and then this final punishment to annihilate the Mitzrim for bringing the suffering upon Yidin for all these years. Und als Abschluss von die Alamakis, and as a conclusion of all those Makis, hat der Ebeshe gebracht den größten Neinisch, der Ebeshe brings the greatest punishment, der Nes von Kriis Yamsov, was durch dem Leinisha Behem Ad Echot. There was none left over, they were all annihilated and drowned in the Yamsov. That's what this punishment is about. They're being punished for uh, subjugating the Eden, for causing them the suffering for all the time that the Eden were in Mitzrayim. But it's not the war that takes place over here. The war that takes place, the fact that they're chasing the Eden, that's something that Pare's uh, free choice was removed from him. The Abish just strengthened his heart. Therefore, Rashi doesn't quote the Gersa that there is in Mesech Seifrim that it's because of the Mulchame, that at a time of Mulchame, so even the best amongst Goyim you have to kill. That's not what this Pasik is telling us here. The Pasik is not saying that the Mitzrim drowned in the Yamsov because of the fact that they came and chased the Yidin. 
For that, they really didn't have their own free choice. The reason why they drowned in the Yamsof is because of what they did to the Eden earlier. That's what we're talking about. And we're saying that even the best amongst Mitzrayim also deserves to be killed for this reason. That's what the Chiddush over here is. So therefore we understand why Rashi must quote what Rab Shimon says that even the best amongst Mitzrayim has to be killed. Hagam Perish Rashi is Nitkin Sefer Alochis. From them was Rashi Zokt. As Divos and Given, Yorid Varashem, Hobn Gigabn Zebehemis Tsapari. So Rashi tells us that the Yorid Varashem are the ones that contributed from their cattle to Pari. Is move on as Oich Zay, Zanigaven by Kriyas Yamsuf. So that means that they also came along by Kriyas Yamsuf. And they were punished as well, and they drowned in the Yamsuf. So for this, you need an additional clarification. How could we say that the ones that were Yoret Varashem drowned in the Yamsuf equally with the other ones that were not Yoret Varashem? Be the Pasik Zok, like Nishabem Adechad, that no one was left. Just because they contributed from their animals. It's not the Mulchama. The reason is not the Mulchama. Uh, so, what is it? Just because they gave their behemoths? That's why they deserve to drown in the Yamsuf? How could that be? The fact that they chased the Eden to fight with them. We would understand why they deserve this punishment. Rashi doesn't have to explain this. They're fighting the Eden. They're coming there to fight and kill the Eden. So they deserve to drown the Yamsuf. But the fact that they chased the Eden is not the reason. Why? They died. Why would this Einish include even Yari Dvarashem? Shouldn't we assume that there were different Mitzrayim? There were those Mitzrayim that were terrible to Eden, and the Yorid Varashem were not. So if they weren't, so why did they deserve to have this conclusion of all the Makis, that they are killed in the Yamsov, the same like the others that were really bad for the Eden? In the the child already learned earlier in Chumash by the story of the Stoim and Amayra. If the city would have nine or ten tzaddikim in it, their chzuchos would protect the entire city. And here what happens? The exact opposite. Not only the fact that there were tzaddikim amongst them, there were yorid varashem amongst them, not protect all the other mitzvahim that they should not be annihilated, even these yorid varashem were not saved either. What happened? Why not? Why are they killed equally and together with all the other mitzvahim in the Yamsuf? The far brings Rashi the mind of an Abshimen, Mikan, Kosher, Shebimitzriam, Haroik, Toiv, Shebinachoshim, Chulu. That we have to say that even the best amongst Goyim should be killed. The Chdeitz of Mazbezain, as the Einish from the Yore, the Einish that these people that were Yore got, is Nit given to leave them alone, was Erad Gigaben, Zaina Behemis, to Paria. It's not just for this act 
that they provided the cattle for the wagons, for Paris wagons. It's, this itself is not the reason why they deserve to be killed, but there's something deeper here. Now, the fact that they got such a punishment, that proves as 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 it's because they had a very deep-seated hatred to Yidin. And with this hatred, they were equal to all the other Mitzrayim. This venomous hatred, like the hatred of a snake, which brought the Mitzrayim to cause the suffering to the Yidin for so many years. So this hatred that they had, this deep hatred that they had, that's the reason why all of them were equally annihilated and drowned in the Yamsuf. That's what Ashi is adding over here. So the Pshad over here is not because of a Mulchama. There was, the Mulchama is not the reason for them being killed. Rashi over here is really coming to explain, besides, you look in Rashi, he's explaining the, the Pshat from where they got the Rechev Mitzrayim. But Rashi here is really explaining, so why did all these people die? If these people were Yare Dvar Hashem, so why do they deserve to die together with all the other Mitzrayim? That's the question. So Rashi has to bring you the Pshat that Rav Shimon says that it's not because of the act of giving the cattle. It's because of the fact that they had the same deep hatred to the Yidin like the other Mitzrayim. The Mitzrayim move on that Gosha Mikan Kosha Shebe Mitzrayim That it's only from here that I could learn out this idea of Kosha Shebe Mitzrayim Haraik. In other words, Rashi is clarifying that you may think that you can learn out from somewhere else, but you can't. You can only see it from here. Only over here, by Kriyas Yamsov, when all Mitzrim equally were annihilated and drowned in the Yamsov, do I see that Yore Dvar Hashem deserved the same equal punishment as the rest of the Mitzrim. Until this point, I don't see it. Now, even though there were many makis up until this point, and the Yorid Var Hashem suffered by most of the makis, but so you can prove the fact that Yorid Var Hashem must have had a hatred to Yidin from the makis before. But it's only over here when they were annihilated together with the Mitzrayim in the Yamsuf that I can prove that they are equal and they have this deep hatred like all the other Mitzrayim, as the Rebbe explains. Thus was by the makis, Oyser, Dever, Umbarod, so seemingly we already find earlier that by other, other makis, besides two of them, Shreb explains in the footnote, but by most of the makis, we don't find that Yared Varashem of the midstream were an exception. They were all equally affected by the makis. Is noch kein raya nit, as eres funzei nit opgestanden in sein sinne and rishus zu yidin that they were different in their level of hatred to Yidin. So it's not a raya that they had the same level of hatred to Yidin. Those makis were not the, great, the greatest punishment. Full of Einish, a full, complete punishment from Misa, where they were killed. Because 
over there we're talking about different levels of punishment in the various makkas. So all of them, all the mitzvahs were included. Those that had a very strong hatred, even those that had less of a hatred, because we're not talking about the ultimate punishment. And the far is oich, is is er oich vert given them einish from the makkas. So therefore, even yared var Hashem was worthy of those makkas, even if they don't have that same hatred like the others. On afile makkas bechayres. This includes even the makkah of makkas bechayres. Was Hashem given an einish misa. Haroig over here, the firstborn died, so that's the ultimate punishment. That even the b'nei shvachis, the firstborn of the maids, also died, even though they did not subjugate the Eden. They themselves were maids, and they themselves were were, were uh, slaves. But nevertheless, they did die because they were mishabedin to some extent. And they also were happy. They were enjoying the fact that Yidin were suffering. The says as Oich Ad Der Einish Misa, the Einish of Misa that there was by Marcus Bechayres, Zayin the Gabenit of the Ganzim Mishpacha. This is not an Einish Misa that wiped out the whole family. But if I claim a tale from the Mishpacha, it only affected a small part of the family of the Bechayres. Is Nit Dafke for the fullest riches in the Mitzrayim, and the far that an Oich Di Bnei Ashvach is given Bechlal the Marke. It's not only for those that had the full, deep rishas to uh, bring the suffering to Yidin, and therefore even the Bnei Ashvachis, they suffered as well, they also died in this Makkah. So from all the other Makkahs, we don't see from the fact that all Mitzrayim were included in this, that even Toiv Shebe Mitzrayim Haroik. Dafke Mikan, Vude Fanichtung von the Mitzrayim, Bekriis Yamsov, is given an anaifim from Vulainisha Behem Adechot. I see over here that the Abishra punishes them and they all drown in the Yamsuf. Is that Raya as Oichte, Yore, as Dvar Hashem, which is the Koshish of the Mitzrayim, even this Yore Dvar Hashem, which is the best amongst the Mitzrayim, for Yenem Doir in that generation is given Beshove, Mamish, Mitala, under the Mitzrayim, in Zain Fulste, Sinne, Vedisha Seed. This proves that it must be that all of them had the same amount of deep hatred to Yidin. And the Far. And therefore they're included in the same punishment of Haraik. So therefore Rashi is emphasizing the Mikan. Even though they're included in the other punishments, but that doesn't necessarily prove that they had the same level of hatred. Where do we see that all Mitzrim had the same deep level of hatred? The fact that all of them were annihilated here in the Yamsuf. That's the context of this Rashi. To explain not only this particular vart of Achol Rechav Mitzrayim, of why, how did they get all the wagons, but to explain what happened over here, that all of them were annihilated in the Yamsuf because they all had equal hatred. When Rashi says, So Rashi, as we explained, is bringing this to answer the difficulty in the Pasuk. So, When Rashi says this statement, Rashi is coming to answer the question we have regarding the Yorid Var Hashem. That even them, in that generation, the best of the Mitzrayim, they deserve the punishment of Haraik because they also had a deep hatred and they caused the Yidin the suffering all the years. So that's what we're talking about. We have a specific question regarding the Yorit Var Hashem and the Pasik. Begin the Mitzrayim, Fernandere Deiris, 
But when it comes to Mitzrayim and other generations, like Shadim, Sayyidashayim, best ones or wicked ones, that Rashi Bechlalnit. Rashi is not addressing that Bechlal. That's not what Rashi is talking about. Rashi is writing you the Pshat in the Pasik to explain how is it that they were all killed in the Yamsaf. However, the Ben Chomish asks a question. Rab Shimon uses the expression, from here we say, from here we learn out, and Rab Shimon would constantly say this, is the chmashma, as that Indian is eich for andeshvu, that we learn it out from here, and it's relevant sometime else, for the shvetter in future generations. Lemai nafke mina for the andeshvudeidis, das was kosheshe b'mitzrim, in yen edoidis adoi. What was relevant only then, that then all Mitzrayim had this deep hatred, and yet therefore even the best amongst them should be killed. But what's the Mikah? Why would Rav Shimon say this, that you learn it out from other generations? So therefore Rashi quotes the continuation of what Rav Shimon said. The best among snakes smashed its brain. Because the mid as the is not What's relevant in other generations is not what's, what Rashi is saying only regarding the Mitzrayim. That itself is not relevant. As I pointed out in the beginning, Rashi is not That's something which is only for that generation. The relevance of this is regarding something else, regarding snakes. That's the relevance. But regarding Goyim in general, regarding any of the nations, to say that always, No, Rashi never says such a thing. Rashi is just coming to answer a question in Pshutish Mikra regarding all the Mitzrayim that were annihilated in the Yamsuf. The Oidla Yisif, another point. The phone, Mikan, Vaisman, Oich, so if it will be a time period when you have someone that his behavior and his attitude towards Yidin will be in the negative, and this person has a track record or a pattern of behavior that's in such a way that he's a snake, and his muhsik in them, he has a pattern of such a behavior. We find that Nochash is a uh, name that's used in the positive for Shimshin, for his strength and his might. So if you have a person that in the negative, you see from the pattern of his behavior that there was attitude towards you could be called a snake, so then we could apply what Rashi says, the relevance for other generations, that the best amongst snakes should be killed. But that's only when you have someone that, get, that gets this name of a snake. He has to create a certain pattern of a behavior to receive this name. That's the relevance for future generations. But not to say, in other generations. Rashi never says such a thing. Rashi is just talking about the Pshat of the Pasuk here. As in Rashi's, in Rashi and his Talmudim's times, is given There were many that behaved towards Yidin like a snake. We see it in the Kinnis that are written in that time period, in the Crusades, and all the difficult Tzadahs that Yidin suffered. Many communities were wiped out from all the Gaim and the Christians then that uh, killed Yidin. So then, yeah, in that, in that situation, you could apply what Rashi says, Kosher and that's included in Toiv Shebenachashim. When a guy becomes a Nachash, so then Toiv Shebenachashim, 
But otherwise, Rashi is just saying the pshat of the pasik here regarding the Yorid Varashem. The mid is Eich Pashtandik, that Eiftu in Taiv Shibin Hashem Ritzaitzis Maichai. Now we can understand also what more is added when we say Taiv Shibin Hashem smashes brain. Chach says, Amikrim Afurish, who you shufcharish. The Pasik clearly says that a human will smash the head of a snake. When do you smash the head of the snake? It's only if the snake is coming to attack you. He's about to bite you when you heal, so you should go and smash his head. He's going to bite you, so go and kill him first. That's what the Pasik is saying. I've then is Rabshim and Mechadish. So Rab Shimon over here is telling us something more. Punkt vimigefint, just like we find. As a fill dik shayrin shabi mitsri mizharoik tsalibze giftik is sinitsiyidin. The main point here, as the Rebbe explained before, was that all of them were equally punished because of their venomous hatred that they had to Yidin. In that they were all the same. Unitsi tsalibze mulchama unfal of yidin kanal. And it wasn't the mulchama. As the Rebbe pointed out, Paroi and the Mitzrim lost their Bechira. They wish to strengthen this heart. So not for the Muhammad was he punished in the Yamsuf when they drowned. It was because of their hatred that they had towards Yidin for all of the years that the Yidin were in Mitzrayim. That's the application and that's the Chiddush that Rabbi Shimon is saying here regarding a snake. The should decrees that there's always this ongoing hatred between a snake and a human. So So here it's teaching you that you don't have to wait until the snake comes and is about to attack you. As soon as you see a snake, you have to know who the snake is. Go and smash its brain. Even the best amongst them just like over here, all Mitzrayim had this anti-Semitism in them, this venomous hatred. So even the ones that weren't coming to fight you, now forget about the Muhammad, just for the hatred itself. The same thing regarding a snake. There's a Zayda that the snake is your enemy and it's dangerous. And therefore you have to go and smash its brain even if it's not attacking you. Now, Umbala Lamed, we are learning out to this case of a snake from what we see by the Mitzrayim, but we could also learn in the reverse from by a snake to the way it is by the Mitzrayim. When Ashi quotes this conclusion that you smashed in the brain of the snake, this clarifies the meaning of that the best of Mitzrayim you have to kill. As thus meant, nor der doyer from Mitzrayim, was mit zeyes sinitz yidin, zen and zey given, and then dugmet to them sinif, on anachas from mention. They were similar to the attitude that a snake has to a human being. So there's a gzeyre, that a nachas will hate a human being, regardless. So by Rashi quoting that conclusion, I apply it back to the Mitzrayim and say that by the Mitzrayim specifically in that generation, they were people that all of them had this equal deep anti-Semitism, they, their deep venomous hatred to Yidna, similar to the snake. So by quoting the snake, it explains us what the story was with those Mitzrayim in that time and why they were all annihilated in the Yamsa. Thus is Takedi Sibbeh, 
So what exactly is it when we look at that generation that there's such an exception here in their behavior towards Yidin that we say that all of them, they had, they expressed this deep hatred and there was something unique about their attitude towards Yidin that then in that generation we say, So therefore Rashi is very specific and he brings down what it says in the Mitzchilte. The best amongst snakes smash its brain. As the Rebbe said, Rashi says moichay, and not what it says in the pasuk. You shufchar roish v'atat shufenu. Al derech v'gezakt frie as bal lamet v'nimtzalamet. By bringing this example of the snake, even though we're learning it out from what happened by the Mitzrayim, but it also clarifies the Mitzrayim's attitude and behavior towards Yid. Kishem v'bam nachash, just like it is by the snake. What is the issue with the snake? Is the sibut to the gzeir of Eva Ashes What brings this gzeir of the hatred between the human and the snake? Is given das was for hanachash haya arum gaima. The achash was very conniving. He was very clever in what he did to seduce Chava into sinning in the chetet tzadas. Meichay. It was his brain that he used in a negative way. Vasal tzitzah their phone is gekum in the chetet tzadas v'cholu. So here as well we could see that the hatred of the Mitzrayim had a unique cause and the Pharaoh incomparable hatred, a unique hatred that they had towards Yidin. And then was Pariot Gizogt Hova Nishak Sorry, the, the Pasik says that Pariot used the expression Nishak Let's plan, let's use our brain and see how we can plan to fight against Yidin. Alla Mitzrayim Zonzai Nishakma. All Yidin should be Nishakma Aram. Be clever about this and see how we can fight the Yidin. So this was not just that they brought suffering upon Yidin and that they subjugated them, but this was, there was a plan, there was intellect invested in this, and they put themselves into this with being Aram, similar to the snake, to fight and annihilate the Yidin. That's why Rashi uses the term Meichai, the brain, the intellect. The Nachash, Tafen Umbrengen, sleeps in Mayach. We have to you have to kill the snake for his maya, for his brain. That's the cause of the problem of the snake. That brings the hatred between the human and the snake. The reason why even the best amongst Mitzrayim had this deep hatred, it all began with the fact that they invested themselves in this with their minds to plan and to strategize how to fight the evil. It brought to the difficult and suffering and pain that he didn't have in Mitzrayim. So that's the comparison to the snake and the Meichai. By the Mitzrayim there was the same Mayak that they also were planning against the Yidin. But there's something here to be clarified regarding this entire question. We're saying here that the Mitzrayim were unique, they all had the same hatred as it's proven from the fact that they all drowned the Yamsuf together. That's the basis of this whole thing. But from Vanant is the Raya, as das was mit gehargit, euch der koshische Bemitzriem, is gewend, zeleib, zeleib, zeye, jederin, sinne und rishus. How do we know that this is actually true? That it's because all of them had this deep hatred to Yidin. Efsher is das gewend, wie a gzeide, von Eibishten, on Atam Goli. Maybe this is a decree 
that the Ebesher brings upon the Mitzrayim, and there's no clear reason for this. You find other situations where the Ebesher brings a certain Gzeda, and it's not necessarily explained. So maybe here the fact that all Mitzrayim are killed in the Yamsov is a Gzeda without a reason. So therefore, Rashi quotes the name, Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon is there, was his Dorish, time of the crow. Rab Shimon, regarding all mitzvahs and things in Teda, says that the shot and everything has to go according to the reason that the Teda says behind it. And it's limited and qualified only based on the reason. That's Dorish, time of the crow. So if he says that regarding everything in the Teda, it's the same thing over here. Over here, he's also following his opinion that you have to look and see what happened there. All the Mitzrayim were killed. Even though we know that there were Yorit Varashem amongst them. So it must be that there's a reason for this. Because all of them had a very deep hatred to Yidin, similar to a, to a snake. And the Nishak Molech that they did against Yidin, similar to the Nachash Haya Adam. Like them is move on. Now from all this we understand. Farvas in the Allah Vekuchem, Bishastamayim for them Shimon Vidamon, Tatman Zichnit, Kekent, Banutzen, Mideras Bara. And all of the debates, when this question was brought up, what did Rab Shimon mean by this statement? So it was not used to answer the way we explained here, Rashi, which is explaining the Pshat and the Pasik. The Bira Omor is Pashat Behechlet. The explanation that we said over here, that it's all in the Pshat of the Pasik, talking about the Mitzrayim of that generation, and we're proving it from the fact that they all drowned. This is very simple. It is of a Masim Nor in Pirish Rashi. This is a Pshat that could be said only to explain Rashi. Vail. Aleph Rashi is Oisin Simufarajai Nor Pshutishal Mikra. If Rashi quotes this, he's only saying it for what's relevant for the Pshat and the Pasik. Nor the Pasik, Avelach Ashtelzach. He's only explaining this Pasik and what he's speaking. And the far is in Pirish Rashi, the Taich from Koshesh, the Mitzriim, the Mitzriim, Vengvelachas Retzich, in them Pasik. So the Mitzriim is speaking about the Mitzriim then that, it, that Rashi is addressing in the Pasik. Rashi doesn't have to clarify. Obviously, if Rashi is saying something on the Pasik and is talking about Mitzrayim, who's he talking about? Mitzrayim in another place. He's talking about the Mitzrayim in this Pasik. So in Rashi, that's clear. And also, Beis in Pirish Rashi, So Rashi quotes the Toiv Shebenachashem as a continuation of Kosher Shebenachashem. Was the far, Vert Oich Toiv Shebenachashem Opkeler and Mikan. We learn this out from here. The male is thus Eichai Chochon Gilidas as Kosher Shebenachashem Haroig main blows the Mitzrim from Yenem Dorkanal. The fact that Rashi adds the Toiv Shebenachashem, what's Rashi saying? Rashi is telling you there is the Pshat and the Pasik regarding the Mitzrim then. And that itself is not necessarily relevant in future generations. So what's the Mikan? What do you take from here for other times? Only the second part of Rav Shimon's statement. That's why Rashi is bringing that continuation so you should understand that it's only that point that's relevant in later generations. That's in Rashi. When it's Ratzach wegen Rav Shimon's Maimer, wie er wird gebracht in the Sechte Seifrim, when you look at what Abshimin said, the way it's quoted in its source in Mesech the Seifrim, not as a Pshat on the Pasik, with the Nusach is in a Sugman's tummy. There, it writes it just as a very general thing. Tani Rabshimin ben Yechoi. Rabshimin ben Yechoi said, Hatoiv Sheba Akim Chulu Haraik, the best of Goyim killed. Hatoiv Sheba Nechashim Ritzaitz Esmeichel, the best of the snakes, you should uh, smash its brain. And Akshayr Sheba Nashim Balas Kshofim, the best amongst women is Balas Kshofim. So we, there's no way we could explain here 
what we explained in Rashi. But the Seretich don't need to make a gewisse Deir or the Sog from Goyim or the Mitzrim. It's not talking about one category of Goyim or one generation or even just Mitzrim. It says there, Toiv Shabakum. It's going, it's three different things that he says there. And it goes on all generations. So therefore, over there, this Pshat Nashi is not something that could be used or could be answered. The fact that in Masech Tzayfrim he quotes a third thing which Rashi doesn't. It's a third category of people and it really doesn't have any direct connection to the first category of Toiv Shabakim. Darf Mezogin As Yedir Einifundi Drei Bovis is a Bazunder Inyin Far Zich He's telling you three different categories that are each separate. There's Toiv Shabagayim, there's Toiv Shabagayim, and there's Toiv Shabagayim. Three different things. He's teaching you something about the nature of women. He's teaching you something about the nature of snakes. And in those two categories, it's talking about the nature of women and also the nature of a snake, not in any specific generation. So there in we understand that when it says He's also talking about the very nature of a guy, similar to the other two categories where he's talking about the very nature of a woman or the nature of a snake. So in he's telling you a general statement about the nature of these three individuals. So therefore you can't give the pshat that we're saying here for Rashi. Is Rashi is saying the pshat in the Pasuk. Rashi is speaking about this, the, the story of the Mitzrim and the fact that they were annihilated in the Yamsuf and explaining what happened to them because of the deep hatred that they had, as the Rebbe explained. The Geret came upon him, as we said many times. Kemen from Rashi al Ateire, a race learning, bekama bekama mekaimis, oichin yonav as an aneged, and chelika halacha shabateira. Could learn out even points that are relevant for halacha. So, what could we take out as a halacha or something that's relevant for halacha from this Rashi? regarding a wolf and a snake, Sokht Rebbe Liezer in Sanhedrin. Rebbe Liezer says in the Mishnah in Sanhedrin as follows, Whoever is first to come and kill them is, has a merit. You should go ahead and kill them. You don't need a bezin to come and pask that they deserve to be killed. Regarding this, there's an argument between Rebbe Yechenen and Reshlokesh. Rishlokish halt, Rishlokish's opinion is, as das is gesagt geworden nor, wenn der Nachash hat geteut a Menschen. We're talking about a snake that killed someone. Was dem old kommt de Mise, then he deserves to be killed, and darf man it up, if dem kein Besen. And for this, you don't need a Besen, wie es fadet sich bei a Scheuer vecholo. A Scheuer that gored someone, killed someone, there's a Besen, you have to paskin, a din of a Scheuer a Niskal, but that's by a Scheuer, not by a Nachash. By a Nachash, if he killed anybody, so you can go ahead and kill him immediately without a bezin. That's the Shlokash's opinion. But a snake that didn't kill anyone, you're not allowed to kill it. Even a snake that never killed anyone, you can go ahead and kill it. A snake could never be domesticated. A snake is always dangerous. So you can go and kill a snake. Leutfi Rashi teicht im Pshutish al Mikra as Toiv Shebenachashim Chulo, Vert a Reis gelernt from Koshashib and Mitzrim Haraik. 
We're learning out the fact that the best of snakes should you smash his brain. And we're comparing that to where? To Kashish Abimitzrim. And we have to understand what Rashi says, literally. So it should come out as follows. Rashi over here is explaining the Pasik that follows with the opinion of Rabbi Yechenen that you don't need any Bezdin for killing a snake. Just like each individual Mitzri was not judged separately. So a nachash does not have to be not have to be judged either. Was demolt is doch the the shoftuei the itzilu you have to judge and you have to look for medavzuchan aschos you have to see to something positive. Undo zenega hard kevaron oich diyaris dvar Hashem bizadechos all of them were killed including including the yaris dvar Hashem. Now the gzeres kloya hatarom genumen ale mitzrim ubevas ubegede ubemida achas it included all of them. At once, they all drown together and all in one category in the same, the same degree. There's no distinctions between them. So we understand from here that the same applies to a snake, that you don't need any judgment to kill the snake. All of them have to be killed. Like the opinion of Rabbi Yechenen, even when a snake does not kill. What does Toiv mean? A Toiv is certainly a snake that didn't kill anyone. The Kashish of the Mitzrim may have not fought and killed any Yid. It wasn't because of the Muhammad. It's because of the Xayda of the sinner. The sinner that there is, that is, to Yidin. The same thing also with a snake. Every snake, there's a Xayda of a sinner, and therefore all snakes should be killed. Gimel. As das alt is nor b'shaiches to anochash. All of this is only true regarding a snake. To say that all snakes could be killed without any judgment. And regardless if he killed anyone or not, is only regarding a snake where the Torah says that there's a gzeda of hatred. Regarding other balichayim, so even the wild, certain wild beasts, we could possibly say that they could be domesticated. And therefore, it's regarding a snake specifically that we say, Toiv Shebun HaChashem, Ritzayitz Esmoichai. Tehairav fundem fayederin in Zayin Avedah HaPratis. A lesson, an amazing and beautiful lesson that we can take from all of this, from the snake, for every person in his individual Avedah. Chazal zagin az nochosh do Yetzahara. Who is the snake? The snake is the Yetzahara. When Amal is da afrume yetzahara, sometimes the yetzahara comes as a very observant yetzahara. Atoyv shebin achashim, he's a good snake. In what sense? Er tainet as er vumachin shalom etin yetzatoyv. He comes with a claim. I'm looking to make peace with the yetzatoyv. I want to live on good terms. Nor mizalmachin apshara, but to live in peace, there has to be a compromise. Er vet lozen demiyin lern in teirev achulo bezman teirev achulo. I'll allow you to sit and learn Torah peacefully in the times that you have dedicated to learning. On the Yetzirah, But then when you walk away from the learning, and you're eating, you're doing other things, so here, indulge. You should listen to my Taivis, my will and my desires. So let's make, let's strike a deal and we'll be able to live in peace. Zog, the Ruf, Rab Shemin, says Rab Shemin, No, Taiv, Shebin Hashem, Ritzay, the best among snakes smashes brain. Don't listen to this plan. 
you don't make peace. There's no coexisting with the Yetzirah. But Ed is a nochash. He's really a snake. He hates you. However, he may disguise himself and he might come to you saying, I'll give you a good life. You'll have the best of Teireh and the best of this world to indulge in yourself. No, it's not a plan. He really is disguising himself and he doesn't mean you're good. The fact that he's ready to allow you to sit and learn is this is a scheme. He just wants to have you in his control, that you're listening to him. You're listening to him when it comes to your eating, your drinking, and all your other worldly matters that you do, that you're following your own desires and you're involved in yourself, and you're listening to the Yetzirah, so once he has you, he can drag you further and further. On the far is the Yetzirah. So the, what you have to do with a snake is, smash its brain. This from a Yetzirah, this observant Yetzirah that's looking to make a plan to coexist together, that's what you have to knock out and realize where it's coming from, that you have to be a Yid and dedicated to serving Hashem 24-7. Not only when you're learning Torah, but every single moment of the day. There's another lesson we could learn out of here as follows. It says, When you go out to work, so you're working with the palms of your hands. Meaning, You work for Parnasa only with your palms, using your ability in action. Of a cup. But the brain, the head, where is your head? Where is the pnimius of a year? It should be filled with taira. Only the external part of the person should be involved in work. Even if it includes working in your brain as well, but it's only really the external part of your brain that's involved in your parnasa. The inside, the pnimius, your real focus of who you are in your head should be all in taira. Smash the brain of a snake. The issue is when the Yitzhahara gets into your Mayach. Even if there are things that you have to be involved in, in mundane activity in the world, but as long as it doesn't get to your Mayach. When it goes into your Mayach, the Pneumius of the year, that's supposed to be dedicated to Teira, but it's smash his brain and, and leave your brain to be pure and holy only for Teira. Through fulfilling this lesson here, smashing the brain of the snake in Meshach's Mana Golas during the time we're in Golas, is to the Kiyum, Hayyud, will be Zeche to the fulfillment of the promise, that even your enemies will also come around and be on your side. It refers to the snake that will also be transformed. The Nochash will be totally transformed, completely be transformed when Mashiach comes.